Hi everyone, Natsu Mines here again, back with another video. And in this video, I'm here to explain and, and try to see if I, we can answer, is it harder to raise $1 million or $10 million? And so yeah, because what's really interesting is that there's so many different ways of raising capital and there's so many people that have different experiences. So it's really hard for somebody from one perspective and one side of somebody who has one type of experience and one perspective to answer a question when it's so broad like that. And so, you know, first, as we discussed in previous videos, really the main thing is just to understand what type of transaction it is to see, to learn more about it um, in terms of is it easier. You know, ease, <laughs> it depends on, because in, whenever there's a transaction, there's a company, there's a type of, there's a transaction itself, like whether it's debt or equity and what is the need there. And obviously the people involved in the company. And so, you know, it depends on, you know, it's completely dependent on the company uh, that, you know, when what stage is the company at? And so that's why it's really impossible to answer the question just flat out, is it harder to raise 1 million or 10 million? Um, but okay, so let's say assuming, you know, that the company is, you know, a revenue generating company is making tens of millions of dollars every year, then of course, it may be easier to raise one million because, I mean, if they're making tens of millions of dollars a year, it's just, just like them getting another customer. So, you know, just entertain us on this thought experiment. But then, you know, if there's a, there's a company that hasn't made one cent and they want to raise 10 million um, versus a company that hasn't made one cent and they want to raise one million, you know, it's really difficult and it may be on more of the side of, of the smaller transaction. Um, and this, this is assuming this is an equity transaction um, where people are buying shares in the target company. Um, and so that's the second point. It's like, is this a debt transaction or an equity transaction? And, you know, or is it, is it a combination of both? Is it a convertible notes? Is it a public markets transaction? Like there's just so many different types of transaction. It's crazy. And it's literally impossible to make, to get such a blanket statement answered but we're going to assume that this is in the private capital markets, meaning that it's not publicly traded security because experience shows us that raising capital for companies that are publicly traded is much easier than raising capital for companies that are, uh, you know, privately traded. It's just like, just look at like, go to anyone can like, like anyone's grandmother can go to NASDAQ and, and go to all these people and invest. But then to get a deal that is off market, that's a different story completely. So let's assume that the companies are off markets and these are private market companies like the, that aren't on any public exchange. And let's assume that this is an equity transaction. And let's assume that the company is uh, revenue generating. It's, it made 10 million last year and it's profit margin. Let's just say it had a 30% profit margin. Um, you know, it may be easier to, so depending on, on the dynamics, if it's a company like that, it, it, it both could be really easy. But if you want to take it towards, you know, if you want to sell it to uh, placement agents or if you want to work with placement agents or consultants and people that want to, you know, if you want to spread it out a bit more and have as many options as possible, then in my opinion, the larger transactions give you more options and it takes away some control that you have in how the deal goes. Uh, and it's more of a quote unquote syndication. And when I say syndication, 
a lot of people in real estate would say that, oh, it's like a syndication in real estate. This is like investment bank syndication. Basically, investment banks that send a deal to other people uh, who run investment banks, who send a deal to other people who run investment banks. So it's like a broker-to-broker dealer collaboration. And, you know, this is a type of process that when you see deals that are minimum 10 million and go up to 25 million and even 100 million and these crazy deals that are really large, you know, typically, you know, many placement agents take a piece of that. And the reason why is obviously because of the percentage cut that they would get on closing. And, um, you know, because of that, they have a lot of private relationships to people that can handle like private relationships to private equity firms and family offices who are able to constantly hit the larger check sizes. But people who are looking to raise uh, larger amounts of capital, um, you know, generally like, it may be harder, it's hard to get those relationships of a firm that can wire like that kind of money. And so these relationships are very guarded and a lot of consultants, investment banks, family offices, private equity firms, or people that call themselves any of those four words would uh, have these relationships with these people and, and just because because of all the commission fees on, on the, these deals. And so they, they basically the person, the funder, imagine a funder is like somebody like this. All the people that can benefit from the funder just wrap them up and because of all the commissions and so they just wrap them up kind of like uh, flies on dunk and what happens in the end is that it's hard for people to actually know who are the real funders or who who aren't the real ones because everyone calls themselves uh, an investor uh, especially the ones that go towards where the real meets and the real gold is so as a result you know if you want to you know yeah generally it can be easier to work with you know people who are investment banks or run investment banks or family offices if you want to take the deal in that direction but you may lose more control over the deal if it's a larger transaction because those relationships are really well guarded even in the age of the information age however if you want to do a smaller transaction you may have more control over it but it may take some more autonomy from you to be able to get the people to the table and it may and this is just and i'm just speaking broadly speaking there are always exceptions to all these rules but if you do a one million dollar raise and you know your revenue generating company presumably uh it's a lot of people have success with um getting many small check sizes and you know doing like even a crowdfunding round or getting many small check sizes to the table because people aren't incentivized to make as much money on the um you know on a small raise so you're going to see less placement agents less quote-unquote family offices private equity firms and whatever consultants that try to help you get that deal done because the amount that they can make the percentage that they can make on the 1 million is way lower meaning that you may get direct access more direct access to investors who would potentially you know pay 50k or whatever and until you until you grow to that 1 million and as a result um it can be yeah it can be easier to uh, have more control over who are the investors in the smaller tranche because you know think about it this way if you're doing a pay-per-click campaign or a campaign to actually try to get investors to the table for your deal um, you can measure the ROI on it if you pay for Facebook ads right but if you you know because like you can say oh this investment invested 20k 4k even 100k and whatever and you can bring them through via pay-per-click ads on the internet but then if you want to get somebody to wire like five million and whatever it's impossible it's basically tell me let me know if you found somebody or found anyone who did it but it's it's really hard to find people that have done it uh, i we actually have <laughs> but it, it it's not it's something that is it's not something that you can get the roi on like in you can map it map it out like that and these are all relationships with human beings 
uh, they don't really go through a tight pro sales process or anything like that. So my point is that, um, you know, yeah, if you want, if you're really good, so if you're really good at being self-managing and self-controlling in all the types of people that you're, if you're to have a process nailed down like crazy, where you're able to go on a platform like Republic or whatever, or do your, have your own proprietary platform, do a, a reg CF or something like that, and have all the incentive mechanisms so that you say, oh, we're only have this much, create fake scarcity, say, oh, we're only available for this much time. You should read the book um, Unsubscribed or Oversubscribed by Daniel Priestley, it goes over all this, where you create all these scarcity signals so that you can bring people in, you can get people to pay like 50K or 100 or 5K, many people pay 5K. If you want to do that strategy, that's one way to raise 1 million and just get a bunch of people paying that much um, and have a campaign with that in mind. Another way is to just gain relationships with people to write that one check and so on. It may be harder if it's like a $1 million raise or smaller. It's harder to use investment banks, placement agents and broker dealers and family offices. I'm just speaking broadly. I mean, the larger institutional investors for deals that are 1 million because the percentage that people would get is way less. And the crowdfunding platforms and so on, maybe that's maybe a better route because you're not getting, because they make their commission on that. And then a lot of people lack some of the technical skills in order to get the platform set up. So it may make more sense to um, have a more self-controlled process to find, to work with investors in that sense. But if you actually want to get a large deal done, like over to, like 10 million, 25 million and so on, then the process is completely different because then you're playing with a lot of people in the game, like all these all these middlemen and so on, because everyone's getting a piece of the pie and the, the people are getting millions in commission on a $20 million deal, $10 million deal. And so now you have more guarded people and more more complicated fund structures and different ways that people, more people are more sophisticated who deploy capital, meaning that the investors are not as newbies, not as big newbies, they're more, they don't need your education. They already, they've done more deals than you have most likely if they're wiring a $20 million check from their firm. So it's a different game in the sense that it, the game is just about for the larger transactions, it would just be about getting people who, getting in touch, getting access to those people, getting the feedback from those people and knowing them and meeting them rather than um, educating them, bringing them on and selling them hard. Uh, yes, there's always going to be a sales process, but the sales process is less consumer-like for the larger transactions uh, and more consumer-like for the smaller transactions. And the smaller the transactions get, the more the investors become like the more the investors become like customers and the larger it gets the more the investors become like us like a beast like something else one million dollar raises um you know yeah more self-controlled more self-contained you're treating your investors like customers essentially because if they're sending 50k like 5k 10k whatever i mean there are tons of businesses that that charge for that uh, and that's not really that much money if you're working on you know larger raises the game is different and it requires you know just a heavy compliance uh, but uh, less in terms of investor education because the investors are already sophisticated, more in terms of knowing how to navigate the broker-dealer world and making high-quality relationships to private equity firms and extremely rich firms. Uh, and so it requires a different set of skills to be able to talk to the people in the middlemen in that game so that you can pass by the middlemen and get to the capital that you need. Uh, it's a So yeah, you have to have that sort of... Um, uh, you know, you have to have that package together to entice those parties. And it's a completely different sales process. 
Um, and so depending on your gifts and you know the types of resources that you have available, you should choose to see, oh, what's going to happen. But broadly speaking, you know, we this is just equity. But if you're talking about debt, um, that can be a completely different story. We're going to save that for another video. So use and change your your preferences based on what's going on, and you know, based on whether you you, you you treat your investors like customers or you treat your investors like you know more strategic and big then that's the approach I would take when looking at both sides. This, yeah, thank you for watching this video. I hope this brought some insight into, you know, $10 million, uh, what's really easier, $10 million raise versus $1 million raise. There's no easy answer, but considering your pros and cons and your strengths and weaknesses of your outlook, use it and amend it to fit it within your own strategy. And that's the part that nobody talks about on a two second video or anything. So I leave it to you. Head to raises.com to get it started.